Hi, and welcome to Bloody Good Reads. I'm your host, Mark Goddard, and we are back to horror after a few episodes of crime. Uh, and this week's guest is a dark fiction horror writer. His books, The White and Scratched, came out end of last year and started this year as well. And his brand new book, Two Minutes with the Devil, um, is coming out through our good friends at DNT Publishing. Welcome to the podcast this week, Matt Michelli. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, what we like to do here on Bloody Good Reads is force authors to pick three books they love because I am a bastard. But before we get to that point and before we get into uh, your brand new book, what I'd like to ask all my guests is, how did you get into the horror drum? Um, I've always been into edgier stuff. Um, and when I was a kid, I, I loved horror movies. My dad kind of got me into the creature feature things. And then uh, um, kind of the love for it just... just uh, came from that i started uh writing more transgressive kind of dark humor kind of stuff initially mm-hmm. and then um kind of went into the horror genre and haven't looked back Brilliant. um so what was your kind of reading habits growing up what was the books that you would normally go for kind of on, on the genre um i mean goosebump stuff obviously um you know i didn't read as much as a lot of people but i i, I watched a lot of scary movies i think that played a part mm-hmm. in it uh, we played a lot of scary games uh, as kids. Uh, <laughs> so we did the Bloody Mary thing. We had a whole group, but uh, we all came back with stories each day of school. And, you know, the, the sinks were running with blood and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I don't know what was true or, or not anymore. Um, but uh, I'm thinking uh, the first full length novel I ever read and I, that I actually loved was uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Okay. I just remember laying in my room and reading that thing and knocking it out. And, you know, it was a brick and. It was a, quite an accomplishment, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, your, 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 your typical scary kid stuff. And then Mary Shelley's Frankenstein wasn't one I remember. Uh, the rest, I don't, I can't recollect what, what I read. It's, you know, it's been 30, 30 something years, I guess. <laughs> so what kind of got you into writing? What was it that, um, was you always quite into writing growing up or was it more about a grown up? Um, I've always, I've always been creative. Um, so, you know, my family, we're, we're pretty decent artists. Uh, you know, I dabbled in music a little bit. Um, when it came into, to writing, um, I always say it kind of films by PT Anderson and Chuck Palahniuk, his books kind of spawned the idea to start writing some screenplays. And that's what I initially started with. And again, it was dark humor. There, this was uh, this was long before I had an email address, so these scripts are, are gone for good. For good, <laughs> you know, this was a long time ago when I borrowed my neighbor's computer and and, and worked on them. Um, but um, from there, you know, I, I started reading more Chuck Planick, and then Brett Easton Ellis was a big uh, person for me. And then I started to take a crack, uh, decided to take a crack at a novel, and uh, somehow got a terrible novel published. This was probably 12, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a train wreck. I didn't know uh, who I was as a writer. I didn't have a voice. I was really trying to emulate, uh, you know, Chuck Planick and that transgressive, uh, transgressive style poorly, uh, I might add. Um, but yeah, that book still haunts me today. People are like, oh, did you write this? I'm like, yes, but you're not gonna, going to get it. It's long gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and lucky you, you don't, you know. <laughs> um, and then more recently, I guess, you know, when the pandemic hit, I started, I got back into writing. I guess I hadn't written in a long time. 
Um, and I just decided I wanted to go straight uh, horror genre and kind of focus on that and improve on it. Um, read several books on how to improve on it. Um, spent time doing that and doing some short stories and got placed in some anthologies and, and whatnot and um, kind of went from there. And, you know, I think I'm better at the full length stuff. Well, I say full length, you know, novellas, novella length. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll never write a 400 page novel. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> You're not going to write the stand. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And here we are. So <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. So your first book that is the white, which came out in December of last year. Yes. Sir. Um, tell us a bit about the first book. Um, the first book, um, I'll give you a brief synopsis. Uh, there's a, a freak snowstorm about to hit Texas, central Texas. Um, well, I guess South central Texas, um, where I live. Um, we don't get snow often down here. Um, rarely it's, it's maybe once every five years and it's not going to stick to the ground. You know, every 20 years you get a couple inches, um, <laughs> and everybody's making snowmen and out there loving it. Um, but, um, a couple of years ago we had a, um, what we call snowmageddon. We were iced in, snowed in for about a week. Um, they did rolling power outages. We didn't have any water. It was, it was a real mess. Um, really messed a lot of people up. So that kind of spawned the idea of the book, The White, which is about a freak snowstorm. Um, but beyond that, there's there's a, a pretty crazy family dynamic. Um, the estranged mother-in-law shows up at, at their doorstep right before the storm hits. Um, so they're trapped inside with this woman, and she's just a vile, uh, just a bad person, any which way you look at it, with passive insults and, you know, just always cutting down her her son and daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, tempers start to flare. Skeletons are kind of, you know, dug up um, all this bad stuff. And it's, it's about to be violent in the house. Um, but worse than, than what's happening inside is what's going on outside. So there's something in the snow. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to give any spoilers away because that one is such a short book. Um, let's just say uh what's in the snow is way worse than what's inside with the, the evil old lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's snow, snowstorms and mother-in-laws. It's two very scary things. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we get on to then the second book, let's go to your first pick. So as uh, I said at the start, what we'd like to do here is force authors quite unfairly to pick three books that they love. So what is your first bloody good read? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go less than zero by Brett Easton Ellis. Good choice. And uh, let me, I'll, I'll preface it with this. I, I'm going to stick away. Uh, I'm going to stay away from indie authors because I have a lot of friends in the indie world and I don't want to leave anybody out. So I'm going to keep it to more mainstream. <laughs> that <is. laughs> For that reason, I read, I read uh, primarily uh, indie, probably 95% of the books I read now are indie. Um, so many great authors, but, um, but back on that. Yeah. So Brett Easton Ellis, uh, less than zero. So it's one of my all time favorites. Okay. Very good choice. We haven't had any Brett Easton Ellis on here. And I mean, we have an American psycho, but apart from that, none of his other books. So yeah, good choice. Good choice. Thanks. So let's go on to your second book. So scratched. So mm-hmm. where did the idea of this one come about? It's a little bit different than, uh, than Snowstorm. It's talking about the kind of rich and beautiful people. So where did this one come about? Um, you know, that's always hard to say, right? I guess, you know, this one's more in line with, with um, Brett Easton Ellis, that kind of style, the nihilism, the, the minimalist, um, the detachment, 
um, from these type of people from from everyday life. Um, but I, I just I, I don't know, you know, I, I can never tell you exactly where the idea came from because they just pop up randomly and you kind of roll with it. Um, but it's um, basically the real housewives of, say, California uh, meet the Chupacabra is kind of the concept. Um, <laughs> there's a little town that all of these uh, high end socialites are moving into and they're kind of destroying this small, quaint town. Um, that little hidden gym that they were all vacationing at, and then they kind of take taken it over. Um, mm-hmm. So you got your high end coffee bars, martini bars, you know, yoga studios, whatnot, all this stuff, and all the restaurants and the small town stuff that had been there for generations are just getting pushed out. Um, so there's a legend around that town of the chupacabra, and uh, needless to say, the chupacabra doesn't get pushed out uh, like the <laughs> like the, the families in town. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a fun book. It's uh, you know it's a little sexier, um, but yeah, it's some unlikable characters, but it's fun. You know, if that makes any sense. Um, in, in the way that slashes are, yes, the un- unlikable characters being slashed up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, and you know, some likable, unfortunately, <laughs> within this one. <laughs> but you know, they all get a little bit of, of what's coming to them. So you know, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so. Okay, before we get on to your new novella, which is for our good friends over at DNT, um, tell me a bit about the new Blood series. I'm intrigued. You've quite got quite a lot of good authors in this series. So, what what is the new Blood um, series about? Um, well, as I, yeah, yeah um, as I mentioned a minute ago, and I, I was going to stay away from indie authors because there's so many great indie horror authors right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, there are a lot of very reputable, credible indie horror publishers. Um, so again, I briefly mentioned a train wreck of a book that I had published maybe 13 years ago. Um, I've been through bankrupt publishers. I've been through terrible publishers. Um, back then the indie scene was not nearly what it is now. Um, so in my opinion, you know, I, I feel like we're kind of in the rebirth of indie horror, um, mm-hmm. Agreed. uh, in this era. And there's so many great authors, a lot of talent out there. Um, so the idea was to kind of, you know, have some candid conversations, um, with some authors, some uh, artists, some publishers, folks in the the zine world, um, and and just you know, kind of, I, I, it, it's an email series. Um, it would do better as a podcast, but I'm not up to those. Uh, you know, I'm not on that level. <laughs> uh, as you know, Mark, there's a little bit of work that goes into that, right? <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, you know, we, I approached it as a chat, so I would send a question over, they would respond, and then we would go from there. So I didn't have any set list of questions or anything. And I mean, there are some parts that we get in certain people, you know, talking about drugs and I mean, you know, anything goes. And that was kind of the idea. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Obviously, that's on hiatus with all these books coming out and, and the new book I'm really focusing on now. Um, but I hope to, to, to get that back on track at some point, maybe toward the end of the year. Awesome. Go and check it out. Go to Matt's website, should be in the link in the description below. They've got some amazing authors on there. Laura Hightower, you know, we love her here in the podcast as well. Mark Towsey, who's been a previous guest as well. So go and check out that as well. Um, cool. Before we get to the next book, then, let's go for your second bloody good read. So, what's your second bloody good read choice for us this week? Okay, so this one's really going to excite you. <laughs> um, I know it is already. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if your if your listeners or you have ever heard of this guy Stephen King. I, I believe I, I, I have no idea who this first person is. You know. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I, I am going to go a King novel, and I know you always joke about that, but actually, not a novel. It's the short story collection Night Shift. 
Um, in between, in between. Yeah. I, and honestly, I've never read one of his novels because they're way too long. Um, that's just not my style. <laughs> so, but, uh, his short stories, I'm a big fan. And, um, there are some, I mean, great stories in there. I think most of them have been turned into movies at this point. You know, that's how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one story in particular that if I can't sleep in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and I'll read, I'll turn on my Kindle and I'll read for a bit. And hopefully that'll put me back to sleep. And in this particular instance, I was reading, uh, children of the corn, mm-hmm. uh, and I could not go back to sleep. That, in my opinion, is one of the creepiest stories um, I've ever read. For whatever reason, that one really resonated with me. Um, I haven't watched the movies. I, I won't watch them. Uh, it's just, it, it got to me. One of, yeah, one of those stories, it just like, man, it really got to me. <laughs> uh, so well done on his part. You know, the dysfunctional, the, the husband and wife are going through their thing and then showing up in that town. It was just a feeling of helplessness throughout. So. Well done, uh, Stephen King. Uh, I think he's got a bright future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, never heard of him. The indie names I keep hearing today. <laughs> Brilliant choice. The Night Shift, it, we've had it a couple of times, I believe, in the podcast. 80 odd episodes. I, for, I forget which ones um, people pick. But um, when it comes to Stephen King, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it is a great collection, actually, to be fair. It's. Uh, some of the most amazing kind of stories and films come out of that as well. That's a good pick. And I think, um, and that one in particular too, um, if people are looking to to get into the horror genre, maybe they haven't read horror. I think that's a a very good starting point for just general horror. They're going to get a little bit of everything, um, which is another reason I chose that one. But, And yeah, there's there's so many versions of Children of the Corn, so it's hard to know where not to watch. (laughs) So yeah, awesome. Right, so your brand new novella, which seems very eighties, which I do like, (laughs) um, is coming out. uh, It's actually out. Came out June second. There you go. Came out June second, so it's out now. and that is Two Minutes with the Devil through DNT Publishing. So tell us a bit about the film. Um, it's, uh, it's set in the summer of 86. Um, Good year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really cool year. Um, you know, I grew up in the 80s. Um, and I, I'm at an age now where I think we try to, at least I do, it's kind of like we try to relive our childhood. You know, that was the most fun we ever had. So it's like we kind of threw it back to the 80s and a little 90s in there too, you know. Um, but the story, it's about a group of kids, uh, preteens, um, you know, it's summer school's out. Uh, they basically, you know, ride their bikes and hang out at the tree house, go into town, uh, steal snacks from the convenience store. You know, all the things we did as a kid, you know, they got the nudie magazines that they're looking at, you know, Uh, but, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a game. Um, and I fashioned it. I wanted to come up with something original and I fashioned it after, Bloody Mary. And I, and I mentioned to you earlier, we used to play those games as kids. Um, so I made up a game called two minutes with the devil. And the, the premise is uh, you walk into a dark area and you have to keep your eyes closed for two minutes. If you open your eyes and the devil sees you and you see the devil and the devil eats your bones. And I came up with a little rhyme that goes with it and everything. Um, and I thought it was a cool concept for a game. So in this little town, it's loosely based on where I grew up in my childhood environment. Um, a lot of things are spot on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I have to say that the legal disclaimer, it's all um, coincidence. You know, all the characters, nothing is based off of uh, 
anything real, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so kids start playing this game, uh, in this small town and, and they start to disappear. Um, and a few of the kids are, are concerned. Parents are kind of oblivious at first, but then, you know, it gets a little bit close to home and then the whole town's freaking out. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and again, I don't like to give much away. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a group of kids kind of coming of age. There's a love story in there. There's, you know, some salty language as in any, uh, eighties, uh, movie or book, of course. um, you know, there's, there's a few political references in there that are, you know, <laughs> dad's yelling about stuff, you know, watching the news and all kinds of stuff, but, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun again, being that it's loosely based on uh, my environment growing up. I, it, this one really kind of tugged at my, tugged at my heart and certain characters and things that happened to them, you know, it really got to me. So yeah, it's my favorite piece of writing so far. And, and again, a lot of it's that eighties nostalgia. It's just fun. Um, and, and an amazing cover as well. I love the cover on this one. You know, uh, Don Noble, um, he's actually designed all three for me. Um, and, mm-hmm. I've kind of, and he was he was one of the folks that I interviewed um, in the New Blood series as well. And I kind of got to know him on a personal level. Um, and and I, I'm one of those people, I'm pretty loyal. You know, once I, once I build something with somebody, a relationship, I'm pretty loyal. And, and he hasn't done me wrong yet, so... Um, I'm kind of sticking with him for the art. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park. It was exactly what I wanted. I mean, all three covers are amazing. I love the cover of Scratch. It has got that very uh, Brett Easton Ellis feel to it as well. Mm-hmm. So he's done mm-hmm. really good for you. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> killed it. he's killed it. There you go. So that is the brand new book, um, Two Minutes with the Devil. Go and get it now. Um, I've got it to read. I've read the first first few pages because you know what I'm like on this podcast. I'm awful at reading. I'm so slow. Um, and I've you know too many authors, too many books. To one yeah, go. but it is really good. If you do like stuff like uh, Stranger Things and Boys Life, you're gonna love this completely. So go and check it out now. Um, so let's go to your third and final bloody good read. So what is your third choice this week? Uh, third choice. And it's, um, I, I chose this one. It's, it's my favorite book of all time. Um, it's also, in my opinion, the best vampire story of all time. And I hate vampires, by the way. So it's, but that's how good this book is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is Let the Right One In by, uh, yeah, Jonathan Lindquist. Um, fantastic book. Just all around fantastic book. Mm-hmm. And the movies are good too, both the uh, Swedish and American versions. Not seen the American version. The Swedish version we did in the podcast, we absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. One dodgy yeah. scene, but yeah, we'll forget about that. But yeah, yeah. But no, it's an amazing book. And he's a really good writer. Um, just picked up. Ah, uh, oh, I've got the name of the book now. It's got one, one, one I picked up recently, it was one of his ones actually. Yeah, brilliant choice. No, I I do love the movies, and I've not had a chance to read. I've got the book sitting there. I've got two copies of the book, strangely, um, but it's definitely on my list to read. Definitely, and yeah, he's such a great author as well. So yeah, brilliant choice, brilliant choice. Yeah. There you go. So again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to catching up on some of your some of your uh, previous work as well as your new book as well. Um, what are you working on coming up? Is there anything in the pipeline? Um, I've got one, uh, story I've got to write for an anthology that I was invited to be in. Um, and then from there I'm taking a little bit of a, of a breather 
and I'm I'll probably kick it back into gear um, toward the end of the year. I, I, I wrote, um, I released on my own a, a, a three-part short story called A Halloween Story, and I'm going to do A Halloween Story 2 this Halloween and just self-release. I'm going to be three short stories that kind of tie in together um, with the spirit of Halloween. Um, but outside of that, uh, not a whole lot with um, the three books coming out in six months. That is a, That's a lot of books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so quite, uh, so I really, I really uh, loaded heavy up front and <laughs> get my foot off the gas, but uh, yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, thank you, Matt, for coming on the podcast this week. Uh, where can people find you if you'd like to be found? Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Michelli world. That's, uh, M I C H E L I W O R L D. They can, uh, go to my website and contact me through that at mattmichelli.com. Um, Facebook, uh, Matt Michelli world. That's my author page. Um, but yeah, I'd love to connect if anybody wanted, wants to get in, in touch. I'll be happy to, to, uh, correspond with them. And, um, also, my the, the the new novella is much better than my elevator pitch. I know I like to ramble on those quite a bit. That, I think that's the hardest part of being an author is is uh, <laughs> the actual elevator. Pitch. The novel is no problem. <laughs> a lot of people say the same. It's the, uh, it's yeah. trying to trying to promote your book is harder than actually writing it. Oh yeah, <laughs> what's this book I about? <laughs> But I know from everything I've heard so far, I've been having, I've been heard nothing but praise for the book um, on other social media sites. So, awesome. you know, uh, go and check out the book. You have to go and check it out. Cause it's amazing. Um, thank you so much for coming to the podcast this week. Um, as always, a huge shout out to our sponsor, Abundable Book Club. They're the UK's best and biggest horror and thriller book box service, bringing the wonders of a haunted bookshop straight to your door each month. You can either get the Bare Bones box, which is just books, and books are awesome. But you can also get the Full Guts box as well. It is a brand new book, a possibly haunted second-hand book, and an indie title as well thrown in there for good measure. You can also get badges, drinks, um, canvas bag. Keep saying about the canvas bag. It's amazing. You can buy it on their website as well. If you did miss out on that box, go and get it. It is pretty cool. Um, You can also get drinks, snacks, and everything in there as well. It's my favourite thing each month. I can't go a whole month without getting this box, and I'm loving it. We've had so many great authors come out of here as well, so go and check it out. And use the code BLOODYGOODREADS at checkout to get 10% off your next box. And it is UK and around the world as well, so don't feel like you can't do it if you're not in the UK. Also, catch us over on um, Twitter at BloodyGoodReads on Instagram at Bloody Good Reads and over on bloodygoodreads.co.uk where we have film reviews, book reviews, the odd feature here and there. We had a great feature from my good friend Mark Allen Gunnels as well, who's um, yeah, perfect for Pride Month as well. Go and check out his, his feature. It's an amazing little, little kind of top five there. And you can always catch me over on my two other side projects, both movies, weirdly. Um, you've got the monthly podcast, Bloody Good Screen, where myself, Niall, Chloe, and Marcus try and find the best and the worst movies out there. Um, this month's episode, Just Gone, is Evil Dead 2013 cocaine shark not cocaine bear cocaine shark and that was an awful movie and the um grand budapest hotel and we were joined on that episode by hunter shay um who normally joins me 
on the B-Movie podcast part of it as well. We've also had our interview with um, Bomani Story, as we've mentioned multiple times. Go and check out that interview. And our next episode is going to be, I believe, Alien and Predator. And we'll be joined by Hunter Shea again for that as well. So go and check that out. Go and check, follow us on social medias. If you love the podcast, give us a like and a subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And I've been your host, Mike Goddard, and I'll see you next time.